0: We're talking Brewers baseball today, this Tuesday, the 24th of January, with Phil Rogers, who uh, was pinch-hitting today for Adam McKelvey. Adam is either uh, on vacation or mourning the Packers' loss in the NFC title game. We'll find out which next week. But for now, Phil, uh, thank you for joining us here uh, on this Tuesday. And, uh, Phil, the Brewers recently uh, restocking uh, their bullpen a little bit, or a lot bit, depending on how you look at it. Uh, Neftali Felice is one guy that the team has brought in. Spent 2016 with uh, division rival Pittsburgh, had a pretty good year. Uh, Phil, does he automatically become the de facto closer for this team heading into spring training, or do you feel that it's still something of an open competition and uh, Felice is just one more arm that's going to be competing for that ninth-inning spot?
1: I think he is. Uh, uh, he will be in that position when spring training opens. You know, This is a guy that has the pedigree, was a very good closer for the Texas Rangers. Unfortunately, had the, the, uh, the World Series uh, blown save in St. Louis, and his career sort of unraveled from there. Uh, I still would have loved to see how Texas would have done if they had been able to send Felice back out for the next inning uh, after he uh, blew the save when the ball went over Nelson Cruz's head. Uh, we'll never know about that, though. Uh, and it, you know, I I think that was a traumatic experience for Feliz, and and you know sometimes we think these players are uh, re- automatons, and we don't factor in enough for you know how emotional of a game it is, and how personally they take uh, setbacks like that. And you know, I think Naftali Feliz got off the tr- off track, and it really took until last year with with the Pirates to get things back turned around. You know, I think he was. Another of many guys that's benefited from working with Ray Searidge and Clint Hurdle and and, uh, a lot of other people uh, in Pittsburgh who do a great job uh, not just developing young pitchers, but especially uh, taking mid-career guys and getting them uh, back to performing at their peak. And I think there are high expectations uh, in Milwaukee for what they're going to get from Neftali Felice, Um, you know, Tyler Thornburg, who was probably the the guy who ended last year with the, with the best shot at being the closer traded to Boston earlier this year. So I, I think it will be uh Neftali Felice's job as spring training gets going. And, and, uh, you know, they, the brewers have also in the last, uh, you know, recent stretch added Joba Chamberlain, uh, you know, another veteran arm, a, a guy that will give that bullpen, um, some length and, uh, you know, you never know if there'll be another small move or two between now and opening day, but I think they they are pretty much set with the guys they have got there, and you know, outside of Felice and Chamberlain, it's going to be a, a largely homegrown group.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it's uh, you know a lot of competition amongst uh, you know young homegrown guys like you said to kind of fill those closer and setup roles in that revamped uh, bullpen. Uh, going back to Feliz a little bit, Phil, I think you brought up a great point. Is that uh, you know fans sometimes tend to forget that you know the the scars from from losing the way that he did in uh, in Texas, being so close to being a to being on the mound and recording the last out of a world championship for your team, the first in franchise history, it would have been. That can stay with a guy, especially a young guy, for a number of years. And uh, it looks like he got things turned around in 2016 working with uh, Ray Searidge and Clint Hurdle in Pittsburgh, as you mentioned. Are you surprised, though, that there was not a little more interest in a guy who has demonstrated some real electric stuff uh, for a couple of years now? And do you feel that the Brewers maybe got lucky that there was not more interest in a guy who clearly has a lot of talent?
1: Yeah, I, um... I think this was a year where there were a lot of experienced uh, bullpen arms guys that were uh, are coming off of good seasons. And I think that sort of uh, kicked a lot of other guys back, uh, you know, and had to wait in line for deals to get worked out. I think Felice was one of those. And, and I think at that point in time, um, you look for the uh, where you're going to go to get the best opportunity. Um, and, you know, I think Milwaukee is uh, is clearly it. I mean, this is a – a pitching staff with a, a lot of questions, a lot, you know, which also means a lot of opportunity and, you know, a rebuilding team that has a lineup that is going to get better in the near future. They should catch the ball pretty well. Uh, and it could become a good place for a, uh, you know, a, a, a pitcher to work. And, you know, I think Neftali Felice is looking at the long game too, uh, beyond just, uh, this opportunity, but, you know, uh, back to the, um, Back to the blown save uh, in game six of of the World Series in St. Louis. Um, You know, it it sort of reminded me a little bit of Aroldis Chapman uh, last year when he gives up the the Rajai Davis home run in Cleveland. Uh, Devastating to Chapman. I mean, talking to people, and I think even the the television cameras captured him on the bench in tears. Uh, Yet Joe Maddon sent him back out to pitch the ninth. And, you know, he—it to me it was a great decision. For all the decisions that Joe Madden, um has gotten criticism for since the World Series, using Chapman so heavily, pulling his starters so quick, you know, I, I think that one, you know, the biggest inning anybody's pitched for the Cubs in a, uh, you know, uh, almost a century probably was Aroldis Chapman pitching a scoreless ninth against the top of the Indians order. And Naftali Felice didn't get that opportunity. And there was, there was some question afterwards uh, if Felice could have gone back out there. I think he was very emotional when he came off the field. Uh, you know, not just giving up the run, but maybe the way to run was allowed because whether Nelson Cruz should have been playing a little bit deeper and it was a, a failure on the bench, or if you, know, you just want to look at it like Cruz sort of froze and didn't take those three steps back that would have let him make an easy catch. Um, either way, you know, it, it, I think it was devastating for Felice, and uh, you know the uh, the Texas Rangers, Ron Washington, took him right out of the game. Then didn't didn't put him back in uh, to give him a chance to sort of redeem himself, like Chapman got.
0: Yeah, that that's a great point. Aroldis, uh got that chance uh, in the ninth inning and to eventually send the game into extras. Uh, Naphtali Felice uh, did not get that chance, and, and again, it can take a guy. I mean, look, everybody's different. We're all programmed uh, differently as, as <laughs> human beings with flesh and bone and blood. But, uh, you know, some guys it takes years uh, to really recover from something like that. And hopefully, Naphtali Feliz has turned the corner and he can get back to being the pitcher that he demonstrated uh, when he first came up with the Rangers. He just had lights out stuff. And this could be uh, quite a coup for Milwaukee here for the 2017 season Phil, you also brought up uh, at Chamberlain. He only had 20 appearances uh, for the Indians this past season, but in those 20 appearances, pretty darn good at 2.25 ERA. Do you see him, Phil, as more a guy that the team can build a bullpen around or a guy that maybe they're hoping, okay, he turns in a good first half, we flip him at the deadline and get some more prospects to accelerate this rebuild like they did with a Will Smith and Jeremy Jefferson, Tyler Thornburg too?
1: Well, I, I think it's probably ultimately a little bit more the latter because um, you know, this is uh this is a team with, you know, relatively low expectations in a very difficult division this year. Um, so it you know, if they could get really good performance out of out of Joba Chamberlain, uh and then be able to move him, I think they would they would jump at that. But I, I think also, you know, this is a guy that's had uh sort of been through the wars and I, I think you know, I think they would like some of that experience uh, to rub off on some of their younger guys, Corey Knievel, um, some of those other guys that are in the bullpen and see if they can sort of build, um, you know, some, uh, um, a little bit of experience based through osmosis by having uh, Chamberlain in the mix. Uh, certainly this guy is located in the right part of the country. Uh, um, I, it just sort of a, a upset to me he didn't sign with the uh, the Twins or the White Sox because the last two years he's been with three different teams, all in the American League Central. So, uh, you know, a, a guy who uh, grew up in the Midwest and has, has become a, a baseball player of the Midwest after uh, uh, leaving New York. But uh, another common thread, a common thread with Chamberlain and also Neftali Felice um You know, these were guys that were starters when they were young and early in their career there was that that debate. And I think for players it becomes difficult. I mean, I I, I think when they see two lanes open, starting pitcher, relief pitcher, uh, it can kind of blur things as opposed to guys that know right off the bat sort of what their role is. Um, And, you know, I think Chamberlain, a little bit like Felice, I mean, you know, he's a guy that uh, probably didn't realize the potential that was, um, you know, uh, people saw in him and that he was, uh, you know, kind of felt that he felt that he carried right from the start with the Yankees. And I think that decision, starting pitcher, relief pitcher, uh, sometimes gets in the way too. And I think that's a benefit of having mid career guys like Chamberlain that have the experience. They know all the roles and, and not so worried about, uh, you know, what they're going to be doing two or three years from now, it's how to make the best of this year.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, It's great to have the young, talented guys, but you need need somebody there that can provide the leadership and those intangibles that only experience brings, and that's what Jabba Chamberlain does have. And like you said, when he first came up with the Yankees, he was, you know, the, the next coming. He was the next Mariano, the next this, the next that. You know, lights out guy, couldn't be touched. They make him a starter. Uh, that didn't turn out so well. Back to the bullpen, he got jerked around. So he's been through all the, the trials and tribulations, all the ups and downs that a big leaguer usually experiences in the course of any career. He can provide great perspective and great leadership for the young guys uh, in that Milwaukee bullpen, and there's certainly plenty of those. Talking about uh, another guy who was, uh, of course, experienced uh, when he was in a Brewers uniform years ago is uh, Trevor Hoffman. He wrapped up his almost Hall of Fame career with uh, two seasons in Milwaukee. Of course, uh, Hoffman missing uh, National Baseball Hall of Fame election by five agonizing votes. Uh, He should be in the door next year, but uh, he's got that year to wait. Now, in the first of those two years, Phil, he reached uh, the All-Star game. The second year, not so great. He was into his early 40s at that point. But I know that he's identified, Phil, as a San Diego Padre with 16 years, and rightfully so. But because he wrapped up his career in Milwaukee, how much of a sense of a disappointment was there when he was not elected? I guess how much you know does he resonate within that organization despite spending only the last two years of his career there?
1: Yeah, I, I, there's definitely a difference between, um, you know, the uh, homegrown all-star. You know, you, you look at Yao and Molitor, the guys that started their careers there. I mean, they, they, these guys are franchise icons. And Trevor Hoffman uh, coming in there at the end of his career, he's not going to be an icon like that. But, you know, I, I think any time you have a connection, uh, we saw it in Chicago with Tim Raines, uh, you know, the, uh, a brief part of, uh, of Rain's career was as a player with the White Sox, but the White Sox definitely celebrated his election. And, you know, Trevor Hoffman was ex- uh, extremely popular when he was uh, with the Brewers in 2009 and 2010, those Ken Maka teams. Um, you know, I, I, I think he, uh, the, you know, he was a the good soldier, a good, a good leader for younger guys on, on that staff. And, uh, you know, I, I think the uh, the 2009 season, 37 saves, uh, you know, went out there and basically pitched as well as he ever had in San Diego, sub-2 ERA. So, you know, yeah, I think Brewer fans will be, will be watching along with San Diego fans uh, next year. But I, I don't think there's probably going to be too many people looking to see what Hattie puts on.
0: Yeah, I think that's a foregone conclusion that he will go in uh, when he does go in as a uh, San Diego Padre. But like you said, uh, given the the brief time that he was with the team, it'll be something that Milwaukee celebrates uh, when he does finally get that call to the Hall in, uh what'll be his third year on the ballot uh, coming up in 2018. Great place to wrap this one up. Phil Rogers filling in today for Adam Mccalvey Phil, we thank you. So much for the uh, contributions, and we'll talk again soon. In the meantime, it's Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.TV for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better